Well, welcome back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams Church, and my guest is Lance Christensen, captain in the Phoenix Fire Department. Lance, um, I would like you to um, take us through a day in the life of a fireman. Just make it generic. What's it like behind the scenes when uh, things aren't happening, um, like you're not actually running out to a fire or an emergency? Uh, a day in the life. Uh, a day in the life in the inner city, I, there is no, it's not happening. Uh, guys are busy, so I'll say that. The calls go on day and night. But, well, a typical but station. But a typical station life starts. I mean, you're, I mean, a typical station, are you getting calls a couple of hours? Well, I work at Station 11, which is uh, next to County Hospital on Roosevelt. Wow. And uh, there are three units in my truck or in my station. There's 11 people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's say this month... Oh, forgive me for doing the math in my head. We've probably run approximately 30 calls a shift in a 24-hour period. So Every hour there's something happening. So every hour there is somebody going somewhere for Mm -hmm. five minutes or an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a a typical morning um, always starts in the morning at shift change where uh, a group that has been there for 24 hours leaving and then the next shift comes where do they do they decompress with you do they tell you what just happened or are they just too fried and ready to go well you can read the mood in the morning (laughs) (laughs) so uh there is a lot of fellowship is what we call it we call uh our life together breaking bread and having fellowship whether Uh they're believers or not so we do break bread and have fellowship but uh some mornings it's strained let's put it that way (laughs) um it depends on the day, but so, we usually talk, though, and give each other, like, a heads up, oh, we were up all night, or this happened, or that happened. Yeah, yeah. Now, how often do you actually have fires in your station? It That's not a typical answer, either. It goes in streaks. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I can answer that this way. Um, approximately 65 to 70% of our calls are EMS-related or... Uh, hazardous conditions. Mm-hmm. The other, oh, 15%, 20% are fire-related calls. Mm-hmm. So typically um, in a uh, downtown station, we call them working fires. There are probably a couple working fires a month. There's quite a few fires in the city of Phoenix still. Yeah. There is yeah. a heavy fire load. We have older buildings, transient neighborhoods, uh, mm-hmm. Section 8 houses. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, now, do you, how, how careful are you when there is a fire to protect yourself, make sure you're not inhaling toxic fumes and that kind of stuff? We try to be very careful and that has evolved over the last 30 years. We have what we call PPE, which is personal protective equipment. And mm-hmm. we have self-contained breeding apparatus that we, uh, uh, train on and, uh, we have uh, some rules in place that we always have that on when we f- suspect that an environment is contaminated. Mm-hmm. So whether it's the actual firefighting itself or what we call overhaul after we have fire control, what we call, and an all clear, which means everybody's out of the building or in a safe place, there's still the toxins you can't see, obviously. Right. And uh, we keep it on. So we're uh, trying to be very aware of it. Now, over the course of your career, there's been some big changes. There are a lot more women in the fire department now than there was 30 years ago or 28 years ago, right? There are more women. How, how has that changed the dynamic more. in the 
fire station. You know, that's not the great question anymore because it's not 1980. It's 2015. Mm -hmm. And really, it's not a woman question. It's a more, and this is a credit to the women on the job. It's more of a personality question. Yeah. Different people fit into different station environments differently. And uh, um, so it depends on the person, like it would say, okay. depend on the woman. Now, yeah. 20 years ago, that was different. There was a, those gals had to go into a much different all-male environment. Yeah. And, and now, like society, we have a lot, you know, we have more young people, and, and they have grown up differently in a much more m- mixed uh, uh, environment with men and women. So that right. dynamic has changed a lot since I've been on the job, frankly. And also... Uh, my the uh, the majority of my career has not been where we've had a lot of women in the stations I've worked with. Okay, or worked at. Now, um, where I lived in North Phoenix for many years, it was common to see the firemen, you know, playing basketball or whatever. Right. Downtown, you don't have that kind of time so much, do you? Well, we do, but the we. Uh, we don't play basketball much anymore. A lot of it's because uh, a lot of these guys have gotten a lot older, and uh, 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 for a while we stopped playing it. But um, we st- we will. They do. Some of the guys do still play just to just to stay in shape and everything. stay in shape. So right. you guys do your own cooking and your own shopping. We do our own cooking. Does every how does that work out? Does every you don't get a per diem? You have to chip in your no, own. No, no. There's a that. Thank you for asking me that question. When you go into a fire station, everything you see except for the beds and the chairs and the plates, the 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 men and women that work at that station pay for that. Okay. Yeah. So television, salt and pepper, newspapers, you know, we do that uh, on what we call a kitty fund. So mm-hmm. every day, every person that works at that station puts a certain amount of money in like the kitty. And five that, bucks, seven bucks, ten bucks, whatever. Right. And no. Um, in most families, there's challenges in terms of who's cooking, who's cleaning. Yes, who's yes. conflict <laughs> resolution. <laughs> so you get plenty of that too, don't you? Yes. Uh, I'm a station mother, as it were. So, uh, yes, I we we have struggles with who's going to cook. And, Mom, I cooked last week, and I don't want to cook this week. <laughs> and it it depends on, so on the station. I mean, the, the ability to be mature and responsible, I mean, that's a real growing environment for you, isn't it? I mean, very few people uh, have to make those kind of decisions with anybody other than their own spouse. We are a family, and we uh-huh. have family dynamics. Uh-huh. And every family has different family dynamics. And <laughs> my particular family dynamic has a lot of a personalities. Uh-huh. I like to call it. This could be uh, uh, sound condescending, but there's it's a high IQ station, so there's some battles about these things. So, what have you learned? What has Jesus shown you about um, a practical way to work with challenging personalities? Two things, or three things, always come to mind. One is don't react and have patience. And and learn to listen, and learn to forgive, mm-hmm. and not take things personally. Yeah, those three or four things uh, really they they work. They may not work immediately, mm-hmm. but like in a family, you don't live in the moment. You try to live in the month. And uh, uh, you know, I've been that's a, a good su- word supervisor for 
or a leader, if you will, for a long time, most of my adult life. And I, I took that advice. Of course, I had to learn it the hard way a few mm-hmm. times, but that has really worked well for me to say, please don't do that. And here's why, or okay, I can see why you want to do that. Yeah. And, uh, um, letting people be themselves and say, these are the boundaries, please respect all the other people that are here. And I mean that I'm not just saying that I say yeah. it. I always, uh, share my expectations. Yeah, you have to, you pretty, you, you know, none of us are, uh, patient enough to keep it all inside. And it's not even healthy if you keep it, it all inside. It's not inside a fire station. There's too much, there's too much activity and there are too many smart, industrious, hardworking people. And, uh, uh, you have to share your expectations. And I, the other thing is, Mark, is lead by example. Mm-hmm. If this so sounds so simple, but if I want a certain thing done and it's not getting done uh, and we're out of our routine of doing it, I just start doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may not happen the first time, but by the third or fourth time, people start doing it on their own because you want to have people around you that you trust with your life, literally be self-directed and have that ability to have confidence in each other yeah. and care for each other. Cause we do. So what happens if you end up with a very difficult personality in the mix? Do you, do guys get transferred because they're not fitting in at a particular station? I, I there's, that has been the, uh, age-old question in Mm -hmm. fire station dynamics for a long time and there's two answers uh one is the legal answer where the city has changed over the last 20 years and being a public servant i'm going to leave that alone Uh the other one is the dynamics if you will of a locker room Uh and generally speaking you let it start from the bottom up Mm -hmm. um you know uh if you're having difficult challenges with a personality uh, you let the boys that are around him and girls, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. deal with it first. So you kind of have an idea of what's coming. Yeah. Um, unless it's urgent, if you will, or you really need to deal with it right then. And I'm yeah. one of those people, I, I step on whatever it is right away if I think it's necessary. Yeah. But generally speaking, you don't know why. Like when you're in a family, you don't know what's going on. If someone's acting out, why are they acting out? Are they yeah. going through a divorce? Are they having kid problems? Are there yeah. health problems? So you don't want to react. Mm-hmm. So you let uh, let the truth come to the surface. You let the bit. truth come to the surface, and you let the people that you're subordinates, if you will, mm-hmm. deal with it first. That gives you time and perspective. And experience really helps, Mark. It really does to see things coming. You know, I can... I'm around a lot of young men, mm-hmm. so in the mornings uh, I can see things right when someone's stepping out of their car sometimes with a great deal of accuracy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, as you know, I used to live in a discipleship house, and my wife and I ran a discipleship house, which I'm meant aware. we had six guys living with us when we first got married. And and you have to deal with those same dynamics in mm-hmm. that environment. But I was doing that in my 20s Me and too. my 30s, it's rare for somebody to keep doing it into their 50s. So you've got a, a lifetime of experience, but it is very practical experience for the, that's transferable to almost any job situation I think or family situation. I, 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 you know why uh, we have this conversation the other day. I, I have a senior truck, if you will. I have you know middle-aged men that are professionals who have other jobs who are well-educated and 
and we talk about this very dynamic and one of the things we share with each other is we like people that have been in the military Mm -hmm. because they're self-disciplined and self-directed and we also see that that military skill transfers over to the job market wherever they are and i say the same thing about my skill set and the men and women that serve in my position that practical education and experience is very good with handling people and we're getting the job done yeah Yeah. amen absolutely my guess is lance christensen he's a captain of the phoenix fire department one of the best fire departments in the whole nation the whole world really and uh, we'll be right back with a few more minutes with lance after these messages